Good afternoon. It's two o'clock. I'm Leon Davis and welcome to uh, Altitude Adjustment. Saturday, August the 25th. Um, in the not too distant past, your employer uh, encouraged, no, insisted that you keep your private life private and that you don't bring it to work. Uh, many of you may remember that. Um, they didn't want that interfering with your work and that being something that they would have to deal with. Well, things have definitely changed. And so that's going to be today's topic about a little bit about privacy. That's coming up next. Welcome to Altitude, Altitude. Adjustment. Again, thank you very much uh, for joining me this afternoon. Um, this past couple, this past week, uh, actually, there was one article that I, I started the day with that I wanted to kind of use as an example to talk about uh, privacy issues. And then um, as I was preparing the show, another article uh, just popped up. It just biggest day was there. And so I'm going to include that um, in the discussion today. Now, the, the discussion of privacy has many different branches, basically. Um, there are a lot of aspects of privacy, um, and one of them is uh, collateral damage. And when I say collateral damage, uh, previously, um, as I mentioned that some time ago, uh, people were required or were, were encouraged or pushed to keep their private business private and make sure that they don't bring it to work, to make sure that they handle that so that it would not be an issue for their employer. Well, things have uh, obviously changed. Um, oh. Hold on a second here. Just when you, just when you think you get things uh, working right, there's always something. <laughs> All right. Things have definitely changed. So in this past week, um, one of the uh, I I don't follow sports uh, anymore, and um, so this story kind of caught me off guard. I wasn't familiar with all of the um, details of the story, so I had to familiarize myself um, with as much of it as I can. It seems that. Um, the coach for the Ohio State Buckeyes hired an assistant coach when he came in to take over the program. Now, the assistant coach had some domestic issues uh, with his wife, and those seemed to spill into the uh, the coach's sphere of influence and into the school's sphere of influence. Now the coach urban Meyer, um, hired Zach Smith. When he hired Zach Smith, uh, he did not inform the athletic director, Gene Smith of the Ohio state Buckeyes or anyone at Ohio state about Zach Smith's 2009 arrest. When, uh, Meyer hired him, hired him as an assistant coach back in December of 2011. 
So make sure you understand those dates. In 2009, um, Urban Meyer hired, uh, I'm sorry, in 2011, Urban Meyer hired uh, Zach Smith, who had an arrest in 2009 regarding domestic abuse. Now, Ohio State, the school, performed a standard background check on Zach Smith in 2011, but it neither sought nor received arrest information. Gene Smith, the athletic director, told investigators that he did not become aware of Zach Smith's 2009 arrest until a media report in last month. That's 2018 in July. In the fall of 2015, Courtney Smith, Zach Smith's wife, told Shelly Meyer, Urban Meyer's wife, of Zach's alleged abuse in a series of text messages and phone calls. Shelly Meyer repeatedly expressed concern for Courtney Smith's well-being and, according to investigators, contacted the Powell Police Department in Ohio to find out more information on the investigation of Jack, Zach Smith. Shelly Meyer, Urban Meyer's wife, told investigators that she did not relay Courtney Smith's text messages to Urban Meyer because she had doubts about the veracity of Courtney Smith's allegations. Urban Meyer, the coach, denied knowing about the text messages Courtney Smith sent to his wife in 2015. But the independent investigators concluded that given the closeness of their relationship and Shelley's concerns, they believe it is likely that Shelley and Urban Meyer had at least some communication about the allegations in 2015 and were concerned about them, although both had doubts about the credibility of Courtney's claims. Um, so from this, from this, Urban Meyer received a three-day, a three-week suspension without pay. Gene Smith, the athletic director, received a three-week suspension without pay. And Zach Smith was terminated. I understand the desire to use the, the best resources to try to resolve an issue. So I think uh, from my understanding, Urban Myers was chased, chased, chastened for not doing something about it sooner. And um, it was compounded by the fact that in his initial statements, um, he did not acknowledge knowing it. So they believed he lied. So that exacerbated the situation and resulted in probably the suspension. The athletic director also had to admit, regardless of his, uh, his closeness with the situation, he is directly responsible for the coaches, along with all the other athletic programs at the college. And I don't want to make excuses for him um, because he accepted that position and he knew the, the risks associated with that. But, but 
part of that risk is what I want to talk about when I talk about um, privacy being a multi-pronged um, or a multi-branched thing. Um, there are many aspects of it that are important and have to be dealt with in each individually and then as a whole, as aggregate. So, so Zach Smith had a 2009 arrest for domestic spousal abuse. Um, there were some additional, I guess, uh, occurrences in 2015 or something to that effect. And not only was Zach punished, but the coach and the athletic director and the college is having to deal with the fallout of one person's actions. Now, we have... So, there is a process by which the initial... Um, allegations against Zach Smith from his wife. There, there's a um, a ladder of escalation. So there are agencies and um, methods by which she can try to re um, find some resolution to a problem. Um, it, I did not find, and, and so some of this is speculation and, and it's not intended to in any way um, imply that she did not do due diligence. It is not intended to in any way um, uh, not recognize the importance of the situation that she was in, but just from a, um, a person who has not all of the facts. And maybe I, I don't feel that I, I don't have the, the responsibility to speak up, but uh, from someone who doesn't have all the intimate details, um, it appears that there was not a resolution through the police department, which probably is one of the first agencies or that should that would get involved. What has happened is, and, and as I mentioned earlier, um, it was a time when you in the company did not want you to bring your private life to work. And things have changed. We are now at a point where companies will actually ask for your social media passwords to do background checks on you before they will hire you or to, for you to maintain your employment with them. Now, I don't, as I mentioned, it appears that um, 
Courtney did not find a resolution through the legal system. The college being concerned about its image, concerned about doing the right thing, is then pressured because it has some resources that can be brought to bear against Zach Smith. Um, and so they then become a tool to a resolution. Now, the why that concerns me is that if we could start seeing companies as more than a place of employment, then we give them power. Just as I mentioned, uh, they can, uh, they, some of them are asking for your passwords to your social media so that they can see that you haven't said something or does, or that your, your time away from work will not embarrass them or cause them uh, difficulties or a lawsuit. Um, so now they're taking a more active, proactive, actually, approach to hiring and employees. Now, because, and then the next story will um, touch on another facet of this, but there are always some things that you, the belief that, that you separate work from private, your personal, your private life, as long as you showed up for work and you did your job and you didn't cause trouble or you wasn't, you weren't a problem on the job. Um, you could at least uh, make your living and handle your personal problems. You had something to work with. Now the, the company is being used as a weapon so, so Zach Smith is now terminated. Um, I don't know if there were any other allegations. He was arrested in 2009, but there was no mention of any arrest since then. There was a mention of, um, in, in any domestic situation. And I, I think any adult understands how prickly getting involved in a domestic situation can be. Um, when you care for someone, you may have a tendency to um, overlook some things in the hopes of maintaining a semblance of a relationship. Putting other people into the middle of that, they have no control. They have no way to enforce anything. So, so putting them in the middle of a domestic situation from a professional standpoint seems to be a recipe for a disaster. Um, I don't know how intimately um, Urban Meyer was with Zach Smith in his private life. 
if he buddied around with him, if he talked with him off, um, off the field or out of the office and how intimately he was aware of that situation. But what is it that he could have done? So he could have, I don't know, could he, could he terminate him? Because we've reached a point now where you can be terminated for that. And before, prior, um, you had to be terminated for something that you did on the job. Now it does not appear to be that way anymore. You can be terminated. You can be, um, you can have the full weight of your school or your job or your organizations that you're associated with um, brought to bear against you for something in your private life that you may be working on or may not be working on, but those things can be brought to bear. So um, Zach is now unemployed. So whatever problem was happening is going to be exacerbated. We have two other gentlemen um, who are temporarily unemployed, lose pay. We have um, Urban Meyer's wife, um, who now has to uh, deal with her husband um, being at home, not working. Um, and I don't, I don't know if she works outside the home, but that's got to hurt whether she does or she does not. That uh, the loss of that salary has to be significant. So in an attempt to bring resources to bear against Zach Smith, a lot of people, have been placed in a situ in a difficult situation for something that they cannot control. Try as they might, they cannot fix Zach Smith. That appears to be, to me, the wrong place to put those resources to bear. Now, um, If he was arrested while on the job at um, Ohio State and he was causing his his private life was spilling into his work life. That then becomes the employer's problem because he is incapable of doing the job that they hired him for. Um, but the more we give companies license to look into people's past, determine who's a good person and who's not a good person, we have created, we have opened another bottle. We have opened another situation that I think is going to be detrimental to, to the functioning of a, of, of a society. Um, Someone who has ability to make changes in that situation has to be brought into bear. Um, punishing the right people. I'm not saying necessarily that um, the athletic director and the coach don't bear some responsibility. 
But responsibility, there were there were people calling for because the three game suspension, it was felt that the three game suspension was not enough because Urban Meyer is believed to have lied on his first press conference. During the second press conference, he never even mentioned Courtney Smith's name. So there was anger at him and it was deemed he did not have the requisite emotional tie to the situation to understand what he should have done to make all of the people around who were watching the news people, the sports commentators, to make all of those people happy that he understood the problem. So every all the people caught there, there were people calling for the NCAA to give him a longer suspension. They believed he should have a greater punishment because he did not seem to understand someone else's relationship. So that he did not insert himself into an employee's domestic situation and do something about it. And when he did not seem to want to get emotionally involved in that, they want greater punishment for him. So my, so just from that um, situation, I am concerned with those people calling for greater punishment for greater involvement of someone who probably should not be anywhere near someone else's personal relationship to be involved and to take actions based on allegations and um, and things that 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 they can only ask for documentation on and then read up on and then they're supposed to make a determination about a person's livelihood their ability to feed their family their ability to, to even make changes for themselves how how long let's let's presume that um, his only arrest was in 2009 and that um, there are no other physical um, altercations or anything that can be um, he's not uh, beating her he's maybe he's emotionally abusive um, and he's not physically abusive anymore um, how long because Zach Smith right now is radioactive Zach Smith is not going to be I, I can't imagine that he's going to be able to um, find employment at a current salary level or even closer to current salary level um, for some time. So how long, how, 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 if, 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 if he's not physically abusive and, and you can't identify any real emotional abuse, 
from after his 2009 conviction, why is he fired? When does he live that down? When does when does when does that go away? When when can he say, you know, I am a changed man. I am different now. Um, again, I, I don't know what the current situation. I'm not saying that he wasn't abusive since 2009, but. But the information that I was able to glean was um, um, that there may have been some other things in 2015 and 2015, but um, it doesn't seem to be an arrest. Or, so I don't know what that was. Um, so the, the uh, other um, uh, case that I wanted to look at uh, is a is an interesting one, and and it just a second here, because I thought I had uh, put that into my. Uh, all right, there we go. Just a second. Okay. Um, so, so this article um, I found, and I will put the uh, links to these articles in the description. So if you'd like to um, do a little bit of research, you can. The first one was an ESPN article, and this the second one is a uh, USA Today article. And it re, uh, it involves Connor Daly, who is a uh, uh, race car driver, and um, it appears his one of his sponsorships from um, Lily uh, is has been rescinded because of his of his father, his father um, made a racial slur in the nineteen eighties. Connor wasn't even born at the time that his father made the racial slur. Um, his father, Derek Daly, uh, admitted to, um, on Thursday, admitted to using a racial slur on a radio interview back in the 1980s. Connor wasn't born until 1991. On Friday, Lily Diabetes pulled its sponsorship decals from Connor's number six NASCAR ride, uh, saying that it didn't want the distraction from their cause. Uh, it appears Derek Daly used the word, used the N-word 30 years ago in a live radio broadcast uh, at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Um, Derek Daly has also been dismissed as a freelance auto racing analyst now we don't i don't know what context in which he used the word and that's i think that's important i think context is important i'm not saying 
um, that he gets a pass on it. But understanding the context um, gives me a better understanding of why um, his behavior, his thought patterns. Um, but the son, now the, the uh, collateral damage again, the son is impacted by the father's behavior from 30 years ago. And we've, you hear people talk about it um, and, and it's for me kind of important. Um, and for me, it's kind of important um, how we handle this. Um, 30 years ago, and, and people, do have a tendency sometime, uh, most of the time, I guess, uh, when you knew them way back, they are pretty much that same person, just maybe a little older. But then there are people do get wiser. People do learn from their mistakes. People do learn um, and make changes. Um, in this current climate, you can, um, a lot of these young millennials, I guess they use the term millennials, these young people. Um, so I was growing up, you kept your business to yourself. That's what you did. Now people, um, um, share on social media pretty much everything, when they're going to bed, when they're getting up, um, what kind of toothpaste they used, do they squeeze from the middle? And so these can come back. So, so this kind of free expression, this sharing, it, it can, because these are, people make mistakes. If you, if you grow up without making mistakes, you can't learn. You, you can't. And um, I know that some mistakes will follow you forever, but is every mistake, should every mistake follow you forever? Um, I think in Europe, um, they have the right to be forgotten law that they've passed. And I, I meant to, um, take more time to look that up. Um, and, and, um, be, uh, a little more versed on that to, to share some of that, but I, I'm kind of running out of time. And so I, I wouldn't have been able to share much of that anyway, but um, right now we're, there are a couple of things that are going on. We're finding more and more that um, they're using employment as a weapon, right, as, a, as a tool to change people's behavior uh, without regard to uh, some of the other consequences that are associated with that. Um, some of the collateral damage that's done. Um, though Urban Meyer did not domestically abuse his wife, he's now associated with that. So that will always be kind of a, an asterisk on his resume and um, it may or may not have some long-term or lasting uh, effect, but the fact that 
it has any effect at all should concern us as um, as we go through life. Uh, what someone said to me uh, the other day, which um, yeah, um, I understand. They simply said, um, I'm glad I was born during a time when people could forget. Um, right now it is, it is, we are having to live through a time when everything can be captured. Uh, every resource is brought to bear against you if someone or if uh, most of the people don't like what you did. And I don't, so I'm concerned about how fair we're being. Uh, I know the pendulum is eventually going to swing back, or hopefully will swing back towards more rational or thought through behavior. But I, I don't know if empowering your employer or empowering employers to be arbiters of um, what is fair and just and what constitutes uh, being able to make a living. I don't, I don't know if we want to do that. So um, hopefully um, I, this is not a conversation that's going to be um, covered in, in 30 minutes. And I've tried to just uh, at least start the discussion and uh, get something moving towards that. Um, but make sure you, if you have some, some ideas that you think, um, might help move this discussion on, please, uh, share those with me. Make sure you put it in the comment section. And again, like I say, I'll, I'll leave a, um, link to the stories. And, um, so that closes out the, uh, podcast for today. I want to thank you very much for, uh, taking the time to tune in. Now, the video podcast is available on YouTube. To find it, all you need to do is a YouTube search, search for Lion's Den STL. The audio podcast is available on Stitcher.com, Podcast.com, the iTunes Store, the Google Music Play Store, and Anchor.fm. The internet is powered by your likes, shares, and comments, so please like, share, and comment on this episode where you find it because it matters. As always, be cool, be calm, and above all, be careful. Look out for the other guy, because they may not be looking out for you. <laughs>